0: So I'm talking with uh, composer Danny Jacob, who is behind the mega-hit Disney show, Phineas and Ferb. And uh, But thanks so much for taking the time to talk today.
1: You're welcome. Thanks for having me.
0: So to start off, how did you uh, get into music, and what led you to composing for film and TV?
1: Uh, well, um, I... I've been a good, I'm an LA guitar player and I've made a living playing uh, the guitar since I was 18. I picked it up when I was 12, and uh, it's all I, I I I had ever did. I think my earlier goals were just to make it as a guitar player, and I and I've had a wonderful career. <clears throat> and it wasn't until later that I got more into songwriting and I, I started to listen to uh, movie scores and you know little sparks started flying when I worked for other composers as a guitar player. So I think doors just naturally opened up, mm-hmm. as opposed as opposed to you know, like going to college at you know eighteen and studying. Uh, you know, like oh, I want to be a movie, guy. I want to be a film composer. I, I wasn't really thinking in those terms back then. I was just like playing bars and
0: you know making a living as a guitar player. And uh, I mean, were, were you listening to scores growing up? Did you? Does it, it seem like a natural fit for you?
1: Well. When I was growing up um, um, during those those years, um, I think my father instilled classical music, um, so it was always a backdrop. You know, I, I I I listened to Holst, who was probably the most plagiarized composer. <laughs> and um, but like I say, um, back then it was all about you know. Playing clubs and then playing sessions and then getting on tours and I, I think that probably in my you know in my thirties uh, late later thirties very early forties did I did the doors start opening up and, and for me to crystallize wow this is where I want to go now
0: mm-hmm. and um, you've also been a musician I mean you mentioned you're a guitarist and uh, you've been a musician on a number of feature films and uh, what's it like from that standpoint when you're playing you know someone else's music that someone else wrote is there any room for you know improv- improvisation and how do you put your own personal stamp on being kind of a soloist musician like that
1: well um, i'm uh being an la musician It's it has always been the heart of uh where all, uh, all the all the sessions are and, and all the movie dates and record dates are and uh i think just coming from a a, a studio musician standpoint Especially a guitar player, they really rely on the guitar to not just necessarily read, although reading is uh, very important. But to not necessarily just read it note for note, but to come up with a cool part and and mm-hmm. and come and improvise and and uh, that's what's always been great about the guitar, especially, is it's a very expressive instrument, and, and they expect you to to put your own uh, personal stamp on it
0: often. That's good. That's uh, at least. So you feel like your feels like it's your own versus just you know reading a piece of paper.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there's times where
0: there may be an exact part written out, and
1: it's just you need to be a competent reader and and play. But there's just as many, if not more, times, especially for a guitar. I mean, if you're if you're like a second chair violinist in a ninety piece orchestra, it's a little different than being hired as the only guitarist. You know right, specifically. Right. Specifically to put some soul in the track or to, to do a blazing solo or do something funky. You know, it's definitely coo- a cooler job, probably.
0: And uh, and over the years, what has been your most favorite project being a, a guitarist on a feature film that you worked on?
1: On a feature film? Uh, I'd have to say Shrek, working for uh, Harry Grixon Williams mm-hmm. and uh, John Powell. Uh, in in many ways, it might have been my favorite because number one, I got it, it, it solidified that I wanted to be a composer, and they were generous enough to really let me see how they worked. And number two, there were some really beautiful uh, guitar parts that, that that they wrote that I got to play.
0: Oh, it's a beautiful score. I, I love I love both those guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, those guys are amazing. There, especially i love harry he's probably my favorite and john's way up there too
0: yeah um so so how did you end up on on phineas and ferb how did you get introduced onto that project
1: well um uh during those days of of shrek which i guess was probably a decade or more ago already um oh. Uh, I was starting to work for more and more composers, and I was starting to produce more and more records and and songs, and uh, Disney got a new uh, head of music for TV animation that had heard about me, and uh, they liked the idea of a guitar player, composers, and and he just started to give me a lot of opportunities uh, with songs. Right. And my first my first big one was the theme song to Lilo and Stitch, although I did a lot before that. Uh getting the Lilo and Stitch T V series theme song was my first home run. And and uh from there I kept uh studying scoring and and I kept sort of ghosting with other composers and, and he finally felt good enough about me to pitch me. Well, one, By the time Phineas and Ferb came along, it was a very song-driven show. So I was just the right call for them. And, and he uh, had me, uh, so I met the guys, Dan and Swampy. They gave me the first two songs to arrange and produce, which were Gitchy Gitchy Goo and, and Perry the Platypus Theme. <laughs> yeah. And once I, once I did those, they came out great then i got to do some underscore and i uh, that was the scariest part for me cuz by then by then songs were my my bread and butter you know but i had was ready cuz i'd been studying harry and studying corn gold and studying john williams and i just you know stayed up until it, until i was sure it was above uh, it was good yeah and, and once that once i got through that first episode uh you know It became a, uh, what a job, I mean, because the show just took off, which nobody expected.
0: Yeah, it's, 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 uh, insane because, um, I work at the Tower Burbank and, uh, and I was going to lunch across the street where they have the Radio Disney, um, and there was a, they had some Phineas and Ferb event there, and there was just a mob of people there, and it was, I was like, what is going on? like, oh, it's a Phineas. Really? Yeah, there was a, I guess the cast, uh, the cast came and, uh. They, it was just like the entire lobby of the of the building on Alameda was just everybody was bringing their kids, and it was. I mean, it it blew up to be a really a huge thing. And does that does that put any pressure on you, or do you not think about it?
1: Um, well, you know, composers in general, like myself, are are sequestered in their own little uh, worlds, mm-hmm. so they don't really have time to, you know, we're not, we're, we're we're usually under the radar, just working our butts off. We're not uh, on red carpets a lot, you know?
0: Yeah. So,
1: yeah, uh, it, it, the only, uh, yeah, it puts pressure in the sense that, you know, a fear of mediocrity or a fear of, of sounding old and tired, for a guy like me with those paranoias, I, I always try to, you know, the... <laughs> uh, I always try to not suck. <laughs> I guess it's <laughs>
0: the best way to put it. <laughs> and, uh it's a double negative. Yeah, and because you and you, you know talked about how much songs play a huge part uh, in the series, and uh, and I mean you're doing a lot of episodes, and every episodes you know has songs, in it and I mean, so at what point? and they're you know they're diegetic they they play off the story so they're not just something that you can just plop right. in and um, right so do these songs do they are they originated in the script do you get a you know are they is it or do they just leave a kind of a blank slate say insert song here and, and at what point in the production process do you get involved with that
1: well you're asking a great question because you're smart because that's that's probably the most important question and and the way it works is the guys I write maybe ten, fifteen percent of the songs mm-hmm. like once in a, once in a while, if I have time, they'll let me get in on it. But usually what happens is they'll be brainstorming a new episode and this will be before it even is animated. This will just be um, storyboard or even pre-storyboard time. and then right right when they know the episode and they've they got the story worked out they'll stay at they'll stay at the Disney Studios there and they'll write a song on an acoustic guitar and uh... this is six months before the episode uh... even gets to me All right wow. there's nothing for me to look at there's this so they send me this silly song or uh, deceptively silly because dan and swampy and their crew are incredible songwriters in their own right and but i'll hear like a demo and they'll be singing like a bunch of drunken sailors and, and they'll mp3 me the, the demo and they'll, they'll say we want this to sound like uh... Def Leopard, or we, or we want to, or this is a show tune, you mm-hmm. know, like the, from Aladdin or something. And, and at that point I'll just, uh, do, do what I do. And then I'll, you know, get to hire my favorite singers or I'll sing it a lot of the time and, and then make a big production out of it. Then they take that and, and, and they stay animate to it the way you just said. Right. Uh, and so if I do a guitar solo, I do something they like, they'll, or horns, they'll, 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 they'll Animate to it, and and it becomes an integral part of the episode, which I don't get for a half a year. And then a half year later, I'll be there and previewing, uh, spotting the latest episode I'm about to do all the underscore for. And then lo and behold, there's the song that I I did a half a year ago. And I go, (laughs) oh, I I see where they were going
0: with that idea. So, I mean, because, yeah, I mean, I I think you're the first. uh, I've interviewed a lot of TV composers, but you're the first that I've interviewed uh, that works on an animated TV show. And and you know, I've heard interviews from, you know, people like Seth MacFarlane, and they and they say it takes around nine months to do a, a fully produced episode. What, is it, what's the turnaround for Phineas and Ferb?
1: Well, you're talking to the composer. You're not talking to um, the show creator, where with <laughs> Seth, he is a show creator. But yeah. uh, like I say, if if it takes me a half a if it if if it's a half a year roughly from the time I get a little song demo to seeing it on a finished episode. 9 months sounds about right from the inception if those guys are or just just coming up with an idea of what the whole episode's about to a final 22 minute uh movie which they give me to do the all the music to 9 months sounds about right it's
0: it's uh it's, it's i mean it's incomprehensible sometimes you think about it you know you spend the viewer spends 22 minutes on a you know sitting on their couch watching it and they're have no idea that that much work goes into an episode. Hey, I think it's fascinating.
1: <laughs> it's actually it's actually a blessing. That's short. You know how long, uh, a movie like Shrek is four years? Oh, yeah, not, yeah. That's a, not
0: it's crazy, yeah. <laughs> and, and
1: that gives them more time to, you know, uh, tweak. If there's something good, in my opinion, about uh, the, the faster turnover, because you have to, like, you know, make decisions.
0: Yeah. Know? it's. I mean, then you have people like, you know Trey Parker and Matt Stone who do an episode of South Park, which sometimes has a lot of musical stuff in six days, and I think that's even crazier. Really? Yeah, their their turnaround is six days. It's it's insane. Wow. And uh, wow. It's, I know how they do that. That's yeah. <laughs> I was. They had a documentary, and they, I remember they had the tape, and they're like, "Oh, we have to." It airs tonight, so they had to send it to, to Comedy Central. <laughs> they got the runner to go send the episode. It's like wow, and uh, and. Which you also, I mean, they had a feature-length Phineas and Ferb movie for TV. And uh, did you you approach that differently at all versus, you know, the 22-minute episode?
1: I did. I mean, it was my first opportunity to do a movie. So I took it very seriously. And, I mean, the difference is that um, in the TV format, you have to uh get to the point real quick musically and then lay out for a joke uh, so you have to develop you know in, in the movie format I could take all my themes because I've written themes for each character mm-hmm. and, um, and and come up with other themes and you get more time so so it's about it's taking your time and really uh, having the music twist in turn and and you have time to develop the theme and peaks and valleys so it's uh, a whole different format and it was a wonderful opportunity and educational process for me
0: and it's and uh and overall what's the i mean phineas and ferb is you know a a kid friendly you know animated show on you know disney so what's what do you think for for you what's the goal of music or at least your underscore in a fast-paced kind of kid show that's very quirky, very you know humor. I mean, comedy scoring is always, I, I heard, is the hardest thing to do. Do you find it challenging to make it work?
1: Well, I guess um, uh, I, I don't look at it that way, and it might just be that Phineas and Ferb is in its own bubble, but I always look at it real cinematically. I mean, I'm constantly listening to movie scores. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not listening to very much Carl Stalling, although he was a genius who did, uh, I believe, a, a lot of the... Uh, Bugs Bunny and all the famous Warner Brothers cartoons. Um, uh, I think that I, I treat Perry the Platypus like uh, James Bond, and I treat him very seriously, you know, and I treat Dr. Doofenshmirtz as a evil East European, you know, Hans Zimmerish uh, villain, and uh, I just uh, lay out for the joke, so all of a sudden you might hear a wop, wop, you know, like. Uh, but I I don't feel that I play down to the kids. I think that I I, I I treat all the all the characters to me at this point after five years. I believe I think that they exist.
0: Yeah, which I'm, is I've yeah. lost my mind. Yeah, <laughs> which uh, I mean I think that's the good the good part. There's a lot of composers who I feel like they I'll hear a score and they do play down to kids. And I remember growing up, my favorite scores that I still listen to now. It's you know you treat every emotion as real. It's just an emotion, a human emotion, or you know whether a laugh or whatever. And as long as it plays real, I think it, it hits home a bit better. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I want, you know, I mean, I know it's a cartoon and I know that our demographics, I'm not trying to act superior. I mean, I, I but I don't think that we, and when I say we, I mean, um, the, the show creators and the directors, I think they will say the same thing that I say, is, is they do not play down to the kids on this show. It's a very smart show, and, and that's why so many adults compliment us and say, wow, I can't tell you how, you know, thank you, because I actually enjoy watching this instead of, you know, I won't mention any other. Yeah. I won't mention the
0: competition. <laughs> um, so overall, what's the what would you say is the most fun part of your job?
1: You know, uh it's a tough call. I have the greatest job in the world. It's almost like if, uh, like, you know, if I had had to sit down and, and, uh, you know, map out what would be the perfect job, you know, it would have been this because I love making records. I love producing songs and I love orchestral music and, uh, underscore. And uh, this job calls for both. and, 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 uh, this is this is they're both equally underscore and songs are both equally exciting mm-hmm. because if I get bored because if I was only doing underscore I'd be going man I want to rock I mean I want to play my guitar I, 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 you know I want to and if it was only producing records I'd be going God this is so bonehead you know I I really want to you know get into some you know you know I want to you know get into all that intricate harmonies and modes and. Melodies and chord progressions that all of my favorite composers do that I can't do on this rock song. <laughs> I get to right when I get a little too burned out on one, I have to turn to the other. So it's it's uh, wonderful.
0: And uh, I mean, it sounds like a a blast, and uh, and it shows through on the on the on the finished product too. Oh, thank you. And um, and I wanted to ask you, how was WonderCon because I was planning to go and I couldn't make it. And uh, so, what was that whole experience like?
1: Well, um, you know, I, I've, I've never been to WonderCon except for this one time. I, I've been to Comic-Con twice. So uh, WonderCon um, seemed pretty much like Comic-Con, just a little less insane. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you still see these crazy people that are, you know, these. I mean, I don't even want to see crazy. I mean, thank God for the fans. I mean, you'll see people dressed up with very elaborate Game of Thrones costumes and and uh, you know Star Wars costumes that that look like you know central casting.
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, well, the fans take that stuff real seriously. Yeah, they do. It's uh, it's, I mean, it shows people how passionate they are about, you know, everyone, everything that you do and all the other people do. It, so. Um, yeah, and
1: we had a decent crowd. You know, I mean, for a composer panel, it's not like. Uh, you're gonna have standing room only, but uh, you know we we had a pretty good crowd. We had some you know, a lot a lot of uh, music fans there. It was it was, and I I was happy to see Phineas get because they played a clip of every composer and they played uh, something from the movie, my, the movie the Phineas movie, and we got a good good applause from it. So it made me happy. Well,
0: that's good. That's good to hear. Yeah. And uh, so to wrap up, um, I always like to ask composers if you had the the chance to score any film ever made with no disrespect to the original composer, what movie would you choose?
1: Jeez. Finney's <laughs> <clears throat> um, uh, and Ferb Across the Second Dimension. <laughs> I can't think of anything because if I said Casablanca, that'd almost be an insult because that guy, uh, Max... I think it's Max Steiner. Yeah, Max
0: Steiner.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I happen to be watching that lately. I guess I could say Casablanca, but I don't. I certainly wouldn't do it better. I just do it different. But you know, I know. Yeah, it's a, Im-
0: yeah. No insult to the. I'd I just like to hear what composers what kind of playground they would like to, if they if they could choose you know something they're passionate about to try. Not no insult I'm, to Max Steiner at all.
1: <laughs> you know what? How about uh, three movies: Casablanca, the first Die Hard, and. Uh, because I love all that action adventure and uh to be across the second dimension.
0: Okay, <laughs> all great. Sorry, because
1: I love my 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 uh, show the most. So I'm doing I'm doing well. I'm I am, I am living the dream.
0: That's 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 no one has that's I like that answer because no one has ever said, "Oh, I'm happy doing exactly what I'm doing." <laughs> I
1: am, and you you you're fantastic, man. You ask some great questions, and you know. Uh, it looks like you did some research too so that you know I'm grateful for that uh, thank you Wow the platypus wall top the platypus dog walk the platypus wall and top the platypus dog Walk the platypus wall and top the platypus dog well, if you wear for dark, dog
0: semi-aquatic. If you cool, fuzzy, and charismatic. It's a bit by day, kind of enigmatic. And you just might
1: be, a fanatic. Walk the